At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello there, and how are you doing? Welcome to another episode on this channel, Narcon, where we deal with all things in relation to the narcissist and educating ourselves to have a better life experience going forward when we come across these types of people. Today I'd like to get into a subject that is has become over the years dealing with this particular personality disorder very close to my heart and it's a result of the distress I see a lot of clients in and people on the in the community on the channel where a person who's been with a narcissist you know being in an intimate relationship with a narcissist feels very shamed for not getting out quicker or not finding out that they were being conned, you know, for having gone through that process. And there is an emphasis in this community in certain elements of it that's put across that it's actually a shared blame on the part of one, the narcissist being the narcissist and two, the person who engages in a relationship with them. And I don't agree with that. And I'm going to give facts, I suppose, or give my opinion as to why I don't agree with that. And this is based on a lot of experience and deep thought about accountability, about a relationship with a narcissist, about the narcissistic personality disorder, and about people who find themselves as the other half of the narcissist's con. So what I'd like to do is take the narcissist theory of what we call or what is termed a shared fantasy between the narcissist and their partner, usually in an intimate setting. And where there's great and fantastic information in our community provided by people who are self-proclaimed and diagnosed narcissists, and they've, they help us a lot and give us a lot of insight into who and what a narcissist is and how they think. We must be careful and use our discernment when there is a, how can I say, there's an idea like a, like a, a kind of a propaganda, whether it's intentional or, or not intentional, put out there that the people that engage with narcissists are problematic and are just as problematic as the narcissists themselves. So I would like to look at that and I suppose really refute it because I don't believe it. I do not believe that people who have the misfortune of getting embroiled and entangled with a person who has a personality disorder and is motivated to go out and destroy others for their own ill-gotten gains. I do not believe that there is any equality or a shared fantasy existing there. So I have, I have used the term or the heading, the narcissist's 
theory of shared fantasy is not shared by the empath. So let's get into it. And if you disagree or agree, I would love to hear your comments, please. I, I enjoy reading them. They're a fantastic value. They're highly intelligent and they really do help others in our community. So let's explore the theory of the shared fantasy briefly in order to examine it. I'm just going to say to you, my friend is after a walk and after a bath and he's lying on a towel there, our friend Remy, our channel mascot, so he may be a little bit vocal in our shared fantasy discussion in relation to the narcissists. I hope you enjoy him. Okay, the shared fantasy was is purported to be the narcissists, I suppose, future faking or description of the relationship and how great it's going to be to their intimate partner, the mirroring of the intimate partner's desires for what they want in a relationship. And the theory is that both enter this shared fantasy. And it is a good, it's good, it's a good description of what the narcissist makes or creates for the person that they're hooking in and the future fakes them with that they're going to have a great relationship. They're going to do this and that and this and that and everything is going to be perfect. And, you know, they'll never meet anybody like the narcissist and the narcissist has never met anyone like them. And I'm guessing that's the general gist of what the shared fantasy is. However, the narcissist wants to share their fantasy. But it is actually, and I agree with this, a fantasy for the narcissist. And then we're going to take it from the empath's view and really look at this theory and get you to use your discernment on this and to stop the shame blame game of the equality that the empath is as much to blame or the normal human being is as much to blame as the narcissist in these relationships. So the narcissist is not capable of having and maintaining a human, healthy, reciprocal relationship, particularly of an intimate nature. They have, in essence, no stable identity. The narcissist has a chameleon or chameleon, whatever way you would like to pronounce it, mask, an ever-changing mask that has a few things or a few structures or constructs that they will carry with them throughout life to identify them to people who interact with them throughout their life, i.e. they're a family person or they like to do photography, a few things like that that help help as a constant to give the pe people that they deal with an illusion that they do have an identity. But their personal motivators or their personal integrity or morals, as we've covered in a podcast before, are ever changing, ever malleable, and they change towards people and situations in order to manipulate them. Therefore, a narcissist is unable and incapable of having an integral relationship with someone that's reciprocal because their identity and their personal beliefs change all the time. Narcissists don't attach to people because if they were to attach to another person, they would become vulnerable. 
So what narcissists effectively do in a relationship is attach the other person to them and make the other person fall in love with them where they will not engage in intimacy of any kind with the other person. They perform as if they're being intimate, but there is no intimacy and they do not get allow themselves to attach or allow themselves to be intimate with another person. So for them to say, we're going to get married, we're going to do this, we're going to have the most amazing relationship. I'm going to love you to the ends of the earth. I'll never love anyone more than you. You're lucky to have me, etc. Is a whole load of codswallop. Literally, they are incapable of partaking in any truth in this fantasy that they produce in order to hook the other person in. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. They will project the dream or the shared fantasy onto another person. But they will always be on the narcissist's terms. So the other person engaged with the narcissist is never going to be able to even share in what the narcissist describes as a perfect relationship because the narcissist will always be in control of both the trajectory and the other person's emotions in relation to using the other person to regulate the narcissist's emotions. The other person's needs, wants and purported fantastic life will never exist. So it is definitely for the narcissist a fantasy that they want to share with another person. When we come to the empath, it is an insult to an empath or a normal human being who is capable of intimacy, is capable of attachment, is capable of love, is capable of a stable identity and is capable of having a fantastic relationship, just as described by the narcissist for whom the relationship is a fantasy. It is not correct to say that an empath or a normal human being is part of a shared fantasy because the empath is sharing in what they believe to be a truth, a true possibility, potentially, of having a great relationship with someone. So what I would say to you when you listen to the blame game, as I call it, of equal blame between this person who stayed in a relationship with a narcissist until they figured out that the narcissist was not genuine, I think is very damaging. And I think it behooves us to put it out there that while we're, it's suggested that perhaps we're codependent or we need to take accountability 
hey, I would say everybody should take accountability for their decisions in their life, for improving themselves from their personal development. But if you're entering a relationship as an empath, as a human being, who believes that relationships work, that they've worked for you in the past, that there's evidence that people have relationships that even if they leave those relationships can go on to have great, good, long-term relationships. So there's evidence to say that relationships work between people who are, have a reciprocal idea and a reciprocal empathy for each other. So it is not okay to put equal blame on people when they come out of these narcissistic relationships for not being fully au fait with evil, for not being fully au fait with the narcissistic personality disorder, for not mistrusting everyone they meet and believing that everybody's out to con them. So I would have to say that while an empath or a human being who enters a relationship with a narcissist who wishes to share their fantasy with another person in order to hook them in. It is not okay to say that then that person shouldn't have stayed or shouldn't have entered the relationship, should have left, should have known, all the should have blame game. If that person was in some way in their childhood even, you know, not told that there are different types of people out there in the world. They weren't educated. They were in, in the fact that evil does exist, that there are personality disorders out there, that not every human being has the same values. Not every human being has empathy. It is not fair to then turn around and point the finger at someone and say, you need to be accountable for not seeing the fact, for not being having a master's degree in evil, for not seeing the worst in someone, for not giving the benefit of the, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt all the time, that that's your fault, that you should have known immediately and left immediately. That's what a narcissist would do. A narcissist would have, you know, if they weren't getting their way, so to speak, in a relationship, would be out of there, would be, would be punishing the person. The empath or the human being tries to make it work because that's what you're meant to do. You're meant to try and love the other person or love them, see their point of view, etc., etc. No, the narcissist is manipulating all these good intentions of the person that they're with. So if you didn't discover that you were with a narcissist until six months, three months, a year, five years, you're not at fault. The only fault you may have is that you don't love yourself enough, that you give too much to other people, that you believe in good, that you believe that if you love someone enough and help someone enough and support someone enough, that they're capable of huge change. So what I would say is, uh -uh. an empath or a normal person does not share in a narcissist's fantasy. It is not a shared fantasy. The narcissist wants to share the fantasy that they're putting out there 
because they know it won't, won't last. They know from past experience, they don't do relationships. People can't be with them for any length of time, or if they are, the person loses their identity or their soul or their, their energy or their way of being. No one is enough for a narcissist because a nar narcissist harvests people and their energy. They're a resource for a narcissist. So a narcissist is never going to have a relationship with someone. They want to share a fantasy of a relationship. A normal human being with empathy wants to share a relationship, not a fantasy. And that's where we need to be very, very firm in our use of discernment when we're getting information and educating ourselves in relation to our part in the relationship with a narcissist, what we can learn from it, but also to, to value the qualities that actually kept us in the relationship with a narcissist. To value those qualities, those emotions, those desires for things to work out, those desires for growth and joint growth and personal growth, those desires for love, those desires to look for the best in a person, those desires to put faith, trust, hope and good energy into a relationship that may have kept us there for longer, those are good qualities. And I am very tired of people in the community who try and weaken those qualities and make them into faults and say that the person that's with the narcissist is just as messed up as the narcissist. No, no, big no. Don't let them confuse you about that particular aspect of being with a narcissist. I want the shame blame for people who've been through this trauma and abuse to be obliterated. And I'm not saying to obliterate accountability, but accountability has to be looked at as you deserve more. You, you deserve to love yourself more. Not to be dimming down the good qualities that you had, rather to protect them going forward and to know that your belief in the other person, that your trust and your love, even though it caused you a lot of problems in the end because of the narcissist behavior, those are the qualities you want to maintain, protect and love in yourself and love more in order to protect yourself from narcissists going forward. You now know that those people exist. You now have the education and you're taking accountability by getting more education about what and who a narcissist is. So just all I would say, even with this particular podcast, you, it's up to you to decide what you want to make out of the relationship that you're being given or that you're listening to or that you're sharing with others. At the end of the day, it's your life. And your particularly in individual decision about how you want to view your past relationship and what's going to work for you going forward. But please, please admire your good qualities and don't let anybody patholo pathologize them or equate them to a personality disorder. They are essentially the essence 
of what it is to be a human being. Hold on to that, treasure it and protect it. And that's the message for today. See you again very shortly. Please take great care.